0: You are listening to the Highland Baptist Church podcast. To learn more about Highland Baptist Church, including our gathering times, please visit our website at hbcmolino.com. Today's talk comes from Josh Helton. Thank you for that. Uh, And I hope that this morning you can say that, that he has been so good in your life that it's overwhelming. Uh, So thank you for that. Atlanta, for that beautiful song this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Jonah chapter 2. Uh, we, we started uh, walking through the book of Jonah this past week, uh, or last week, uh, last Sunday we did, and we're going to continue walking through uh, the book of Jonah, and this this morning we're going to look at Jonah chapter 2, and uh, the title of the sermon is The Reality of Rock Bottom. The Reality of, of Rock Bottom. Earlier this, this week when I... I uh, told uh, Cheryl what the uh, title of the message was. She asked me, she said, do I need to bring my steel toes again? I said, well, you'll just have to come Sunday and find out. Uh, we'll see where God leads uh, this one. I hope uh, my prayer this morning is that you're encouraged through his word uh, and what we find in this, uh, this, this passage today. Let me pray for us uh, as we turn atten- our attention to uh, his word. Father, we, we're we here Lord, we've asked for your presence to be in this place, and Lord, I feel it. Lord, we know that you are here. And so, God, now we, we want to hear from you. Bless us with that this morning, Lord, that we get to hear your words spoken from your truth. Lord, let the words that I speak be yours and not my own. Move me out of the way. Just let me be your mouthpiece. And Lord, for those that are listening, Lord, I pray that your word would not fall on deaf ears this morning. That they would hear you, that they would be able to take your word and apply it to where they are and draw themselves closer to you through the hearing of your word. And God, we give you the glory for it all. We pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Jonah chapter 2, before we get into that... um, where we were left off with uh, last week as we looked at the storms of disobedience for Jonah, uh, the very last verse uh, of Jonah chapter 1, it tells that, that God appointed a great fish and it came and swallowed uh, Jonah. He'd been thrown overboard uh, like he had asked the guys to do. and We, we talked about that last week. Um, but that's where we left Jonah, in, in the belly of a, of a great fish uh, and no doubt with this being a great fish uh, going down into the depths of the sea. And that, that verse told us that he was there three days and three nights. Uh, now, what I would like for us to do is kind of set that scene in our mind before we get into uh, the, the prayer that he prays in chapter 2. Because that's what chapter 2 is. It, it's it's a, simply a prayer from, from Jonah, uh, from where he is. Uh, but we don't have a whole lot of description of what happened in these three days. We just know that that's where he was. He's in the belly of this great fish for three days and three nights. And, and we don't know anything that happened in that moment. We don't know what it is that, uh, that any of that could have, have looked like. We don't know what he was feeling. And so oftentimes I, I try to find myself in that place and go, okay, well, what was Jonah's mindset in this? Uh, there, if you read commentaries on, on this, we don't know. There's there's a chance that Jonah may, um, his life may have ceased for a moment and God brought him back. Uh, there's a chance that what Jonah felt was just complete isolation in, inside the belly of this, this fish. There, there's a lot of speculation on what could have happened. At the end of the day, we don't know what Jonah felt. We don't know what he was thinking until we get to this prayer. But when you look at this prayer, we, we realize that there, there's some desperation for Jonah. Jonah has now come to a place where he was at what we would call rock bottom. If you remember in chapter one, what Jonah tried to do was to flee from the presence of the Lord. He said, you know what, I don't want to do what it is you're asking me to do, God. So I'm going to go to the furthest part of the world and get away from you. That was his desire because it said it twice in chapter 1 that he wanted to flee from the presence of the Lord. But now we find Jonah in the depths of the sea inside the belly of a great fish. And his mindset changes some. Rock bottom will do that to you. When you get to that place where you have nowhere to go, nothing to do, but to look up and call on God, it changes you. So today I want to look at what that looks like for us. What is that reality of rock bottom? What is our possibilities? Where is the encouragement in what we see in Jonah's story here today? Well, I think there's really, if you walk through Jonah's story, I think there's three things you've got to realize at rock bottom. There there are three things that we realize at rock bottom. The first is that God is still there. God is still there. Turn with me. Jonah chapter 2, verse 1 says this. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish. And he said, I called out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol. You heard my voice. This is the same Jonah that thought that he could run from God. The same one that thought, hey, I can go all the way over here to Tarshish, and, and I'll be perfectly fine. I can get away from God. I can flee from his presence. And now that, that, that tune has changed a little bit because now he's looking and going, hey, you know what? I called out to you and I'm grateful that you answered. I called out to you from the depths of the sea and you heard my cry. Now he is looking and no doubt that he is grateful for the the promises of Psalm 139 that we looked at last week. The fact that we can't go anywhere that, that is too far away that God can't be around us. Jonah is now thankful for those promises that we saw last week. He finds himself in the stomach of this fish And he prayed to God, and verse 2 says, And he answered me. The first thing we have to realize at rock bottom is that God is still there. Oftentimes we get to that place where, and you may be in a crowded room, but it may feel extremely lonely because of the circumstances you're walking through. You may not feel, you may not be in all reality in the belly of a great fish, but that's what it feels like. You're isolated, you're, you're captured by something, your surroundings, and, and you just, you can't see the light of what's going on. Maybe there's, there's a haze with, with where you are. Maybe it's one of those, you're just like, you can't find your bearings. You can't see what it is that's happening because of the circumstances around you. But the truth of God's word is that no matter what it is you're facing today, no matter where it is that you've gone, even if you were uh, walking out of those storms of disobedience like Jonah did in chapter one, no matter where it is, the truth of his word says that God is still there. So today, no matter what it is you're facing, no matter what decisions are happening in your life, no matter what it is, let me remind you, church, that God is still there. God is still with you, even when you feel alone, even when you feel like it's been days since, you, since somebody has seen you, even when it feels like your voice is not heard, even when it feels like, like everything is just spinning around you and you don't understand anything, God is still there. Jonah found himself in a very dark place. And I'm not just talking about dark and the, uh, the, the presence of just the, the absence of light inside this fish. I've never been in the belly of a fish. I don't know what it would feel like. I can imagine that it would be really, really strange, really, really weird. But nonetheless, Jonah was in a dark place. He had tried to run from God then from all accounts that we see, he tried to end what it was. And he said, hey, throw me into the sea. He was done with that. He said, God, I don't want to do what it is you've asked me to do. I'm not willing to go and do that. So I just don't want to be here anymore. But God said, Jonah, I'm not done with you yet. And so this fish swallows him. And in, in the belly of this fish, In the quietness, in the darkness, in the loneliness of where he was, Jonah cried out to God. The same God that he was running from. The same God that he said, you know what, I don't want to do what it is you're asking me to do. That same God, he said, Lord, I need your help now. It's a really good thing that I'm not God. Because I'd be like, I thought you were trying to get away from me. I thought you didn't need me. I asked you to do something, and you said no. So, but now that you need something, you're calling out to me. It's a really, really good thing for each and every one of us that God is not like me. And I think all of y'all would probably say the same thing. But Jonah's looking and going, hey, you know what? I need you now. I didn't want you then, but I need you now because I have nowhere else to turn. And God didn't look and go, well, it's too late. I asked you to do something. You said no, so I'm done with you. No, Jonah cried out and God answered him. He said, I called out, of my distress to the Lord. So we know that Jonah's in a place where he's not comfortable. He's now in a place where, where it's he is he is trying to figure things out. I don't know if he's trying to what all of that looks like, but we know that he says, "I call out of my distress to the Lord, and he answered me. I cried for help from the depth of Sheol, and you heard my voice." I am thankful today that when I cry out for help that God hears my voice you too can have that kind of thankfulness this morning that when we call out to God, He hears our voice. He hears you. Even when you're alone. Even when you're discouraged. Even when you're troubled. Even when you're trying to find answers. Whatever it is, God is still there and He hears you today. The reality of rock bottom for us is that oftentimes it feels very, very lonely. But God says, I'm there. I'm there with you. I'm walking through this with you. I didn't leave you in that spot. I had a conversation with a friend of mine earlier this week, and, and I was talking to him, and I said, Hey, I said, you, you got to realize that God didn't bring you this far just to leave you alone. He didn't allow you to walk through all of this just to say, okay, good luck. He doesn't do that for us. Even when Jonah was running, God was still pursuing him. And when Jonah finally got to the point where he said, okay, God, I do need you, God said, I'm here. What an encouragement for us today that even, even when we try to run from him, even when we look and go, you know what, God, I don't want to do what it is that you're asking me to do. God, I, I, I can figure this out on my own. He's still pursuing us and he says, you know what, I'm still here when you're ready for me. But Jonah had to get to a place where he was ready for him. But that first thing that we see is that God is still There. The second thing we find for Jonah and for ourselves is that rock bottom is not the end. Or it doesn't have to be the end. Let's look at verse 3. It says, For you had cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the current engulfed me. All your breakers and billows passed over me. He's describing what he felt in in all of this situation. He's beginning to describe what it may have felt like when he was thrown overboard, which is what he asked for them to do. He said, I've been cast into the deep, into the heart of the seas. There's, There's a lot about the ocean that we don't know. There's depths of the ocean that we can't explore because we don't have that capability. They're trying. They keep trying to go deeper and deeper into it. But it's dark. It's cold. It's lonely. And that's where we find Jonah here. He's saying, you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the season. The current engulfed me. All your breakers and your billows passed over me. And verse 4 says, so I, had been, uh, so I said I had been expelled from your sight. I read that verse and I said, well, Jonah, you finally got what you wanted. You finally ran to the place where you got away from God. You ran to the place where you were as far away as you could be, that you were no longer in God's sight. He finally got to where he wanted to be. But then he says, nevertheless, I will look again towards your holy temple. He said, nevertheless, I'll look again towards your holy temple. He said, Lord, I'm, I'm looking to you. Now, this holy temple would be a, a, a reference to Jerusalem at this time. And I was wondering, I'm like, well, how in the world, being in the depths of the sea, are you going to be able to try and per, turn your attention to something on land? But there was an effort that he made in his distress, in the place that he was. He said, Lord, I'm, I'm looking to you now. Maybe possibly he was thinking, you know what, I did get what I asked for, but this isn't really what I wanted. And so now, God, I'm looking to you. I will look again towards your holy temple. Verse 5 says, water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head and my mind's just running with this imagery of all this that's going on as, as Jonah is describing what was, what was happening to him here and he said the water has encompassed him to the point of death and the great deep was was engulfing him and these weeds are wrapped around his head and it's just he feels trapped in this place he was trapped where he was at We don't know if that's inside the fish or if this is outside the fish before the fish came and swallowed him up. We don't know those details, but but Jonah felt trapped where he was. One of the things that I found in my life is that I always feel trapped when I try to run from God. There is no peace apart from God. There is no comfort apart from him. There is no joy apart from him. And Jonah found this in the depths of the sea that he tried to run from God, and now he feels trapped. But look at what verse 6 says. He said, I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever, but... But you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. This was not the end of Jonah. So many times we get to that place where we feel like we're at rock bottom and we feel like this has got to be it. This has got to be the end. This is where it all ends. This has got to be, this is, I'll never recover from this. That's what Jonah felt like here as the weeds were wrapping around his head as this this water was engulfing him and and now he's inside of this fish and we don't even know if he really understands where he's at. But in the midst of him being trapped, God still saw him there and God says, I'm not done with you yet. Verse 6 says, but you have brought up my life from the pit, O oh Lord, my God. Rock bottom is not the end for us. It doesn't have to be. Just because the circumstances of life put us in a place that we don't want to be, uh, they, they, they bring us the things that, that we don't desire, if it, it, and it may feel lonely, it may feel dark, it may feel trapped, it may feel all of these things. Well, guess what? That doesn't have to be the end of your story. We, too, can be like Jonah and say, you know what, God, I'm I'm feeling all of these things. Jonah didn't hold back. He didn't go, you know what, God, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, he's describing this as best he can and say, the water's engulfing me. There's weeds wrapped around me. Lord, I I feel like I'm in, in the depths of the earth. But you heard me and you delivered me from that pit we don't have to stay at the bottom now that doesn't mean that the first time that we cry out that our reality just changes see there's a lot of times that that takes a process I'm sure that there's some kind of scientific stuff for the amount of time that Jonah was going to survive inside this fish. God understood that. But some of y'all may be saying this morning, Josh, you know what, I wish it was just three days and three nights in that pit that I've been in. But no, it's been three weeks, three months, three years. Maybe even 30. You're looking, going, Josh, this, this pit has just, it, it, it has been tough. It has been absolutely tough. Like, I feel like I've been in this place for far too long. And you're saying that, that this doesn't have to be the end, but this is what it feels like. It feels like this is what I'm going to carry for the rest of my life. See, our reality is that not that God always plucks us out of that place. Sometimes it's God looking and saying, I need you to change your perspective. I need you to change what it is that you're focusing on. Right now, you're looking at all the things around you, and you're going, Josh, this is, this is a lot. This is a lot that I'm dealing with. Lord, look, look at all these things that, that we have, look, this, this sickness, this disease, this ailment, my, my family troubles, the work troubles, the, the home life. It's just all of this stuff just feels like a lot. And you're just telling me to trust in him. Today, I'm just asking you to take your eyes off of your circumstances and put them back on God and say, Lord, I see you and the fact that you're still here. And God, I don't know how to get myself out of this place. I don't know how to get myself from what it is that I'm dealing with. But Lord, I'm trusting that you can do something with this. I struggle the most when I start looking around and going, wow, this really is bad. This really is rough. What I'm dealing with, and, and, and we talk to other people, and, and we're like, hey, you know what, That's, that is tough. And they validate those feelings for us that, you know, what you are walking through really, really is bad. I can't imagine walking through that, and we just go deeper and deeper and deeper into that pit. It's like we've got the shovel, and we're just keep throwing more dirt out of it. And we're just falling down further and further. But before Jonah could be freed from this, he had to turn his attention back to God. Jonah had dug his own pit. Maybe your pit is something that you were handed. Maybe it's something that surprised you. Maybe it's something that was just unexpected. But nonetheless, God is still there. And this doesn't have to be the end. We say it often that if you've still got air in your lungs, God's not done with you yet. We don't we don't ever get past that place where God looks and goes, Ah, you know what? I I'll give you a few more years, but I can't use you anymore. No, there's something that you can do for Him because He's still got you here. He has a plan and a purpose for everything. He didn't do anything by accident. That's not how God operates. When he's finished, he calls us home. He wasn't done with Jonah, and he's not done with us. No matter what our circumstances look like. But we got to do what Jonah did, and we got to take our eyes off of the things around us. He could have easily looked and said, you know what? I, I, I can see all the stuff that this fish ate. I'm floating around on, on some of this stuff. I got all these other fish, all these other weeds and stuff that, that this fish is eating and I'm just here with all this stuff and this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my days. This is all I have. This is my future. Now he turned to God and said, Lord, I need your help. I know I didn't want it earlier, but Lord, I need your help. And God, I'm asking you to do something. Lord, I'm asking you just to remind me that you're still there. Lord, just let me hear your voice again. This is a man who walked with God, obviously, because God gave him a a message. He said, hey, I want you to go and do this. So he's heard God's voice. I have no doubt that in the belly of this fish, he's like, Lord, I just, I want to hear your voice again. Remind me what it sounds like. And God delivered him from that pit. So we've got to realize that God's still there, that rock bottom doesn't have to be the end. And the last thing we have to realize is that salvation is still possible. Salvation is still possible. You may be saying, Josh, well, I already have salvation. Well, great. But salvation doesn't make you immune to the things of this life. It doesn't make you immune to the pits of despair that we fall into. No, salvation can look a lot of different ways. Maybe you're needing deliverance from that. Maybe that's what it is. You're needing saved from those circumstances. Well, we find that truth here, uh, starting in verse seven, that salvation is still possible. It says, while I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who re- regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness. But listen to what he says here in verse nine. He says, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving, that which I have vowed I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. We see Jonah's second confession in this book. Two chapters, he's got two confessions. The first one came back in verse nine of chapter one in the fact that he said, hey, this is who I am. I fear the Lord. So he knew who God was. He said that he was one that worshiped God. And so he Gave a confession to God. And we find another one here in verse 9. He says, That which I vowed I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. He knew that the only way he would be freed from what it was is through God delivering him out of that place that he was in. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this morning, church. we got to get to a place well, we realize that the only way out of the things that we're stuck in is with God's help. You can keep trying to dig your way out of it. But if you're anything like me, you keep digging deeper and deeper. And the situation gets worse. Maybe the pit's getting a little bit wider. Maybe you got a little bit more room to breathe, but you're not going up. I'm not strong enough to get myself out of those places. Jonah was not strong enough to deliver himself from where he was in this moment. And so he said, I remembered you while I was fainting away there in verse 7. He said, my prayer came to you into your holy temple. And he said, and I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. He said, Lord, if you give me a chance, I will once again worship you. Lord, that's what I'm doing now. I'm giving you what is due to you and I understand that it is that everything I have is because of you. Jonah had to realize that where he was, he couldn't get himself out of. That only comes from God. And he said, that which I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. It finally clicked for Jonah. Now we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks that Jonah's still not perfect. But in this moment, he looked and said, you know what, I have nothing else I can hold on to but you, God. I really think that there's some of you here this morning that you're saying, Josh, if you only knew... Right now, I'm just struggling to hold on to just the hem of his garment because that's all I can do is just, just reach. And I've just I, I've got a hold of, of that garment. I've got a hold of that hem and I'm just looking and going, Lord, I'm I'm holding with everything that I got because this is all that I have right now. Because if I begin to look around me, if I begin to look at the things that are happening, Lord, this is it's awful. I can get caught up in all this that I'm in, but Lord, I'm just Right now, I'm just holding on to you. Sometimes that's where we get. And we have to trust that God hears us. We got to trust that he is still desiring to do stuff through us and that he is looking and going, hey, you know what, my child, I'm not done with you yet. These circumstances will one day change. It may not be three days and three nights. It may not be three weeks It may not be three months, but these circumstances are going to change, and we just got to keep holding on to Jesus. That's the only place that I find hope. See, I'm not immune to these pits of despair either. I'm not immune to those places. Just because I have a title doesn't mean that the world affects me any less. I, I too have to still hold on to Jesus. And some days, some days I have to grip a little bit tighter because I feel some of that fabric slipping out of my hand because I start to look at the things that are going on. I see the world for what it is. I see my circumstances. I see the things that I walk through, the things that, that we deal with as a family, the, just the, the ups and downs of everyday life. And I have to go, oh, Josh, we got to look back. Where's our focus? We've got, we got to refocus because i got to get back to where I know my hope lies. And that's trusting in Him to do what only He can do. In verse 10, we find after Jonah's confession here that salvation is from the Lord, then verse 10 says, Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah up. Onto the dry land. I don't want to get into a whole lot of specifics about the fact that the, the fish vomited Jonah onto dry land. I'm, I'm one of those. I struggled with that when, we, when our kids were little. I um, told Allie, I said, I can clean up a lot of stuff. Throw up is not one of those. I get jealous. When I smell it, I get jealous. And some of y'all are like, I can smell it. Stop talking about it. I smell it and I get jealous and I have to do it too. It's just the way it is. And so if I go to clean this up, now she's got two messes. And one's from a little one and one's from a big one. So the process getting out of the pit was still not easy for Jonah. And I read this verse for you because I want you to understand that the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up onto the dry land. That our body responds in a way to something that it doesn't like and it pushes it out. Like it's not an easy process. And y'all know that. If you've ever thrown up, you know that it's not a fun process to expel something from the body. That's exactly what this fish did with Jonah. So even though he looked to God, even though he knew that God was answering him, and even though he had made that confession, I wanted us to be reminded that coming out of that pit is not always an easy process. It's not always glorious. Now, God can get the glory for it because he has delivered us from something that we couldn't get ourselves out of, but he doesn't say that it's always easy. It wasn't like uh, the the fish swam up and got on the shore and then Jonah, it opened its mouth real wide and Jonah just kind of walked out and everything was fine. No, it threw him up onto dry land. Sometimes our deliverance doesn't come in the ways that we expected. Sometimes that deliverance from that pit is not like we envision it. I think Jonah still was dealing with some stuff here. Although he had made that confession to God. God said, alright, that's fine. But to get you out of this, it may hurt. There may be some pain. You, you're going to feel something coming out of that pit. And I think this morning for us, the reminder is, God desires Deliver us, he desires for good for us. Sometimes we take ourselves out of that, sometimes it just happens naturally. I'm not one of those that's going to tell you every bad thing that you walk through is your fault. That's, I, I don't believe that. Sometimes other people make bad choices, and we have to walk through those. But there's a lot of times that coming out of those situations. It's not an easy process. It wasn't for Jonah. And it's not always for us. But Jonah said, you know what, Lord, I, I know that the only way I'll be saved, the only way that I'll be delivered from what it is that I'm walking through is by your hand. And maybe you're at that point this morning that you're looking and going, Josh, I, just, I want to be delivered from what it is that I'm walking through. God desires that for you too. Now, it may be a process. It may be an absolute process. And at the end of this, you may feel like you've been vomited onto the dry land, just like Jonah was. But God's still working. He's still there. This doesn't have to be the end. And salvation is still possible. Deliverance is still possible for you today. Have you hit rock bottom? See, one of the things that I've learned about being at rock bottom is sometimes that's when God does His greatest work. When I come to the place where I can no longer do anything about it, when I come to the place where I can no longer change or try to do anything with my circumstances that i'm just at this place where it's just i'm at the complete bottom of where i can go i have no hope i have no weapons i have no tools i have nothing to help me oftentimes that's when god looks and says are you done yet are you done trying are you done trying to fix this and you're willing to let me handle this situation And when I get to that and say, yes, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting this battle. I'm tired of dealing with this. It's yours now. That's when I see him move in the biggest ways. That's when I see him say, okay, see, Josh, I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to help you with all of this. But you said you wanted to do it this way because you didn't want to let go of this thing. Or you didn't want to uh, remove this thing. or You didn't want to deal with this issue so you're, you've been trying to do it on your own, but I'm telling you, you can't do it without me taking some of that away. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're looking and going, you know, I'm just, I, I feel like I'm just completely lost with where I'm at. Maybe this is the first time, maybe it's been going on so long, you're like, Josh, you know what? I'm starting to get a little callous to it. I don't know where you are this morning, but I do know that we find in His Word that God's still with you. Wherever you are, God is still with you. And He is desiring to use you. Now, some of that takes us going to places that we didn't want to go. He wants to use Jonah, and we're going to see that next week. First couple of verses, go ahead and give you a, a little sneak preview into it. First couple of verses sound very similar to the first couple of verses of chapter one. God desires to use Jonah. But Jonah had to get to a place where he was ready to be used. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're looking going, you give me the Sunday school answer. Of, yes, I want to be used by God. I want to do great things. I want to see God grow our church. I want to see God do wonderful things here in Molino, uh, using Highland Baptist Church to do all those things. That's great in words, but you're looking and going, yeah, but I don't want to change anything about myself. I want him to do all of that without me having to do any work. I want him to, to reach my friends at school. I want him to reach my coworkers. I want him to, to reach my family. But I don't want to have to change. I don't want to be the one that delivers that message as Jonah had told God. But God's looking and saying, that's not the plan. So I can't do anything until you're willing to be used by me. Maybe that's where you are today. I don't know. I tell you every week, I don't don't know what it is that you're walking through. I'm just trusting that God's speaking to you in your situation in your circumstances. And whatever it is He's showing you today, I'm asking you to respond. Maybe that is walking into a relationship with Him. Maybe that's following Him in obedience to whatever He's calling to you, whether that's baptism or joining the church, being a part of the church family here, or it's stepping out and, and uh, answering a call to ministry. I, I don't know what it may look like for you. But I do know He's calling you to obedience. And now's your chance to respond to that call. I can't do it for you. You have to answer it. Because it's your work that he wants to do through you. God's looking and saying, hey, I've got some things I want you to to experience. I just need you to be willing. Are you willing today to follow him? Because without him, we can do nothing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for what it is you're doing in this place. Lord, I know that you are working, but Lord, I'm asking, uh, Lord, that you would give us the courage and the, the opportunity to be obedient to your call. Lord, let us hear your voice like Jonah did once again. Lord, we're asking you to do what it is that only you can do in this place. And that's to change hearts and lives forever. And God, whatever work you do, whether we see it here at the altar, whether it happens in the pews, Lord, we know it's between us as individuals and you. And so God, we give you the glory for it all. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, Please be sure to rate us and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Highland Baptist Church podcast.